Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Every day, every day, every day, there's a good story on Wall Street, I think. Some days it takes a little bit of time to find it. Last year was a year, a whole year of, wow, stocks are another 52-week high. 70 record closes. This year, not so much. This is a year where we're finding out what inflation is. We're finding out what a bear market is after a correction. We're trying to find some footing going forward. We're finding out about bear market rallies. Of course, I've gone through this. Everyone that I work with has gone through this. It's pretty normal and healthy. If you think about it from young people getting a chance to buy stocks at a discount versus a premium where they were a year ago, they may not be at a discount enough yet, is always the question. Um, it's a process. Like I said, it was a whole year of all-time highs last year. The story didn't change that quickly. It may not change that quickly this year. Uh, this has been a good week so far. We haven't been able to say that for the better part of 2022 or the past month. The Dow Jones Industrial Average entered the week on an eight-week losing streak. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ were running with seven-week losing streaks. They might get broken this week. But you can't take that for granted for next week or for the rest of the year. The Federal Reserve is saying a lot of things, and I'm a little bit shocked by this. The Federal Reserve said yesterday in their notes that even more rates might be coming than what we were telling you. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I thought that vibe of even more interest rate hikes, throwing that vibe down is kind of like, oh, man, you just killed the party. And then I turned around and the market was rallying. Interesting, right? If I were a betting man, I would have thought it would kill the party. Um, NVIDIA traded down 10% last night after having a nice quarter, but saying next quarter doesn't look as nice. It's down fractionally now, which is nice to see that yesterday was an overreaction after the market closed. Today, it's a little bit more firming action. Now, again, doesn't mean it's over. I always have to throw that down. I always have to qualify it. Snowflake failed to live up to high expectations with its earnings report. And yet, on the other side of the fence, Macy's, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, Williams, Sonoma, all delivered better than expected results and guidance. For the record, great housewarming gift, beer steins from Williams, Sonoma. They always look nice. They look different. They add to any home. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. No anyone bought a home or moved into a home in the last year. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Southwest Airlines and JetBlue have increased their second quarter revenue outlooks. That's a positive sign. That's constructive. You're not looking for the answers. You're looking for cases. You're looking to construct a positive or a negative. Broadcom officially announced that $61 billion cash and stock offer to acquire VMware we talked about. But in speculation, the Fed might be inclined to pull back on more aggressive rate hikes as the year progresses. So even though the Federal Reserve said we might raise rates more than expected, there's also now with what's happening on the two-year treasury note going down to 2.44% after flirting with 2.7%, it's flirting with the idea that 
no, the Fed may be talking a tough game, but in reality, we're betting that they won't or can't. Ten-year Treasury started the month about 2.9%, and it's 2.74. Over three, we weren't working very well. 2.9, it was close to three. 2.8, 2.7, it feels like the market feels like, oh, oh, that's low-cost money. So yeah, you might see a little bit of a dip in mortgages. Might see a little bit of increase in corporate borrowing. Second estimate for first quarter GDP. This is a weird one to explain, but essentially they come out with a GDP number and they go, for the first three months of the year, January, February, March, we made, we grew at this percentage, but then they revise it once and a second time. So the revisions we revisit on air, like I said, it doesn't explain terribly well. Um, Upward revision of the consumer spending to 3.1% from 2.7% is the thing that I noticed in it. That exceeded the consumer spending growth in the third and fourth quarter. So we start the first quarter off very strong. Consumer is still acting as a key growth engine. Um, even though things for services, food, and energy are, are namely and, and much higher due to inflation. The shopping is there to support the economy. The inflation is what's eating away at corporate America on the middle before it gets passed on to us in higher inflation costs. So the earnings haven't been there. The thought is you're going to see more job cuts, strong labor market, strong spending, kind of like what I'm seeing there. Um, I.e., we're not going to go into a recession in 2022. The odds are very light, unlikely. Now, again, if inflation lingers and it tends to, when does it start sapping into us. I know that we're going to already shifting from air travel to more driving this summer to offset the fare costs. Uh, but at the same time, it's, I'll say it again, it's less than ideal. So taking a look at the opening market, you know, I told you NVIDIA was trading down after the report last night, trading up today now because everything's trading higher. Crude oil's up three bucks to 113. That is a negative. And yet, if you're to look at the earnings on the S&P 500 for the year, the only area that's going to see strong growth in earnings is energy. Everything else is lingering or languishing. You're getting a little bit from consumer staples, a little bit of growth here and there, but the real star of growth right now is energy. Take a look, everything looks higher. Broadcom's buying VMware for $61 billion in a record tech deal. You know what's interesting about that one? VMware is considered enterprise software. And Broadcom has always been considered semiconductor. It's the biggest takeover ever uh, for a chip maker and extends an acquisition spree for Broadcom. VMware bolsters Broadcom's software offerings, which is part of a new strategy. Uh, Broadcom, AvantGo, Part CA Technologies in 2018 and Semantics Enterprise Security Software in 2019. Semantic. It's interesting because now you get like Palo Alto Networks, which is like Semantic on, on massive steroids. But back in my day, Semantic and Norton were publicly traded antivirus companies that were good because of that, you know, Anna Kornikova virus, all I'm going to say. 
Just saying. So there's more global tech uh, mergers and acquisitions. It's something you want to see. You want to see job cuts right now. You want to see some acquisitions. Um, this is turning out to be an interesting year for it. Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard. An equity company is acquiring Citrix Systems. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Um, AMD is taking over Xilinx. So tech's got some mergers and acquisitions this year, which is good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So let's talk about the obvious inflation a little bit. How does it really work? I think it, it, it bites, it lingers, it stings. Let's start with that. I have a holiday coming up. I guess you do too, Memorial Day. And on Memorial Day, it's I guess it's the start of summer. I think there's a big race. Um, there's family get-togethers. There's barbecue. So yeah, in the past couple of years, we've been talking about COVID, super spreader events. But inflation is going to hit the barbecue this year, and it's going to hit the barbecue hard. Um, and it's going to hit, and I hate to say this, because I, I sound like an a, I, I sound like a jerk, right? Um, I sound like a donkey. You can hit average people the most, middle income, lower income, the hardworking people. Let's get this party started. I've got the gas grill started. I want to see your weenie shrivel. I want to see your burgers burnt. I want to see you toast your buns, toast your buns on my deck tonight. I've got the gas grill started, so let's get this party started. Pump up the gas grill. Pump it up. While the flame is jumping, pump up the gas grill. Pump it up. Blue flame. What am I talking about? (laughs) Yes, there's rap songs about uh, barbecuing. Chips are going to cost 20% more this year. A bag of chips is 20% more. Beef is up 20% year over year. Frozen appetizers up 15%. Hot dogs up 13.8%. It's interesting because I saw buffalo wings have recently seen a big price drop because people are going from steak, red meat, to chicken breast. What do you mean? Funny how we can cut up a part of a bird and uh, ultimately justify that as it is what it is. Meat. Dips, if you're making a guacamole dip this year. Probably up over 10%. Ice cream for the kids, up 8%. Beer, up 7%. Now, that's enough to make me sad. Soft drinks, up 15%. Cheese, up 5%. Packaged rolls and buns, up 12.5%. Vegetables, up 9.2%. So there's no way of avoiding it. We're all paying more for our food this year. Yes, you can probably... Find ways of saving from going with store-bought brands. Or you can try to get a new brand that's trying to get some promotion. Um, There's a yogurt that I really like called Siggy's. And it was really expensive. And I only bought it when it's, I only buy it essentially when it's on sale. Because it's good. It's just not that good. About half of low-income consumers are more likely not to celebrate this year. That's because low-income consumers have been hit hardest by inflation, leaving them nowhere to cut. I find that sad. If there's one thing I'm pretty positive on, 
we were put on this earth and we go around, you know, the sun, you know, 60, 65, 70, 75 times. Um, and part of it should be the experience. I know that I talk about, do you need to retire? I talk about money. I talk about wealth. I talk about like, you know, saving 15% of your salary. But I'm also, I, oftentimes I don't talk about experiences. The best time I ever had dating was, you know, during college when I didn't have a lot of money and you had to be creative. We'd get frozen dinners and candlelight. Um, we'd play darts that had consequences of clothes instead of, you know, drinking, throwing darts at a bar. They were paying a lot of money for beer. I enjoyed it. It was much more creative. Um, I remember uh, I can sketch pretty well and my girlfriend can sketch pretty well. How many great nights do we have just, you know, having a cheap bottle of wine and sketching each other? And the model is free, which is even better. Those who plan to celebrate 73% will pair spending. 73% of us will cut back on spending. I've got some friends coming over because I've got a pool. Even though most people, 85%, still plan to buy meat, fresh produce, beer. They'll be trying to stretch their money. Looking at four things on sale, more coupons. So I've got a family coming over. Um, sadly, they're moving this summer, but we're going to get one last get-together. And uh, baby back ribs, right? So I don't even want to know. I, I, yeah. Fortunately, pork has always been one of the cheaper meats. But not this year. So pressure's on for me. Don't ruin it, Rob. Don't ruin it. So we got that going on out there. The barbecue and the, the life experience, I highly endorse if you get a chance to enjoy this world. Uh, what we saw in Texas this week, once again, just reminds me as a financial planner, enjoy life. As a father, enjoy life because you never know it's not going to be there. Doesn't mean you have to spend a lot to enjoy it. Try not to be a grumposaurus every day. And if you have some money, spend it on occasion and get some life experiences. Um, I My financial planner works with EP Wealth, a guy named Brad. I know you're saying, why didn't you use Chad as your financial planner? Oh, we don't, we get along well in life, but not that well. Which is, you know, I think that's an honest admission. It's wonderful. Find something that works for you. Brad's more my speed. He's more of a goose than a maverick. Chad's more of a maverick than a goose. So Brad, a couple of years ago, when I was, you know, I, I was tired of going on vacations and spending a ton of money on Airbnb. So I was like, I should buy my own type of Airbnb. And then I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I don't really want other people in my place. Too much pressure. Too many things get stolen. Too many things get broken. Kids think of your bed as trampoline. No, thank you. And, um, where do I go with this? So Brad said, you know, I would get it. He goes, best thing you ever did. I, best thing that ever happened to me was, you know, when I was growing up, I went to my grandfather's cabin a lot. Your kids will always remember it. As it turns out, this was three years before the pandemic. So it was a massive home run. As people wanted to get to the mountains during the pandemic, financially speaking. Um, with that said, get some life experiences in there. I don't want to belabor this. I do want to remind you on occasion that bad things happen to good people. String of positive news from retailers. That's the big story on Wall Street this week. 
after Walmart and Target said, we got hit by inflation. This week, we're starting to see some other people who managed it maybe a little bit better. Maybe they don't have as much exposure to buying cheap stuff from China. But it's nice to see we're spending money as a nation. We have an oversold situation on Wall Street. So today we get a little bit of a rally. Will it last? I think as long as oil's over 100, it's going to be very problematic. Now, the 10-year Treasury's already done its part by calming down. Uh, shooting up this year, almost doubling from 1.5, 1.6, all the way up to 3. Now it's back down to like 2.7, 2.8. Um, so some things are taking care of themselves. The overvalued stock market went from a correction to a bear market pretty fast, taking care of itself. But oil is still very problematic, and we need to hear positive news out of China. Like They've been going to the factories now for three straight months. No COVID there. Anyhow, anyway, you can find me online, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I like summertime. What I'm getting at for this angle is I'm not going to be focusing on Wall Street with a hawkish eye. A lot on Wall Street won't get done this summer because people like me, want to go to the beach. We want to go spend some downtime. Enjoy the summertime months with our family. There's a well-known thought you can sell in May and go away. It hasn't worked out typically. It's not a good maxim to live by on Wall Street. But there is less volume. So one of the things that happens when there's less volume on Wall Street is that the moves up or down could be kind of easier. We may have a summertime rally that we come back in the fall and we go, oh, no, 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 there's still earnings problems. Oh, no, 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 there's still inflation problems. So don't be impressed with a summertime rally if it's on light volume. I still want the volatility index to go crazy, showing me just you know the busiest trading session ever. Where people are just throwing the baby out of the bathwater, baby out of the bathwater, bye baby, bye baby, see you a bit later, baby. Oops, you're out, baby. We kind of need to get there to put in a bottom. But also this summer, you know what I'm gonna do? There's a dinosaur movie coming out in a couple of weeks. I love dinosaur movies. It could just be called the dinosaur movie. I'm in. I know you're seeing animated dinosaurs. Nah, I don't like animated dinosaurs. CGI dinosaurs. You know what's funny is like um, I remember dinosaurs as a kid, and to this day, their T Rex at most was fifteen feet tall at most, and yet you look in the movie and he's a good forty feet tall. <laughs> this weekend we get Top Gun, we get Tom Cruise. Do you know that this is going to be maybe the biggest movie opening ever for Memorial Day? And if that doesn't put the pandemic in perspective of like, a we're ready to come back. But B, Tom Cruise has got a $100 million domestic box office opening for the first time ever. He's never opened at more than $65 million. The dude's pulled in $4.2 in movie theater sales domestically since 1981. And he's never opened with over $65 million. So strong word of mouth, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes is giving the movie a 97% score. Not giving away anything, but the opening scene matches exactly the original Top Gun opening scene. 
which is interesting, except for it's got modern airplanes on the carrier this time. And I think that's kind of cool. I think that's a weird, sick, creative, nice way tribute, right? I bring this up because when Top Gun came out, we were we weren't in high definition TV. You went to the movie theater because it was high definition. And that's when Circuit City started getting high definition TVs. Circuit City um, was like a Best Buy that went out of business. And every Circuit City would have Top Gun on the TVs because it was crystal clear with crazy loud jet engines and a rock soundtrack to start. So I'm not excited about Top Gun, but I know a lot of America is. And there's a group in Marin where men get together on a regular basis and they do things like uh, watch basketball games. It's I'm good with that. I, I think there should be some, you know, women groups and men groups. And I, I, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, they're all going to go see Top Gun Maverick and they're all going to get drunk in the parking lot, which to me is like, I think that's how I saw Top Gun 25 years ago. It probably had a beer or two in the parking lot. Um, or two. COVID has kept us so locked up that we're looking for $125 million domestically. If it opens at $98 million, people are going to be a little upset. His current record was War of the Worlds at $64.8 million weekend opening. And that was a collaboration, I believe, with Steven Spielberg. Which, again, you would think he would have one, right? Oh, 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 oh. And because crews only make sequels of sequels. He's got another Mission Impossible one coming out that they released the theatrical trailer to. Um, after it kind of leaked. So they went at it and officially released it. Long story short, he's going to have a good year. So the next Mission Impossible, I think it's Mission Impossible 92, is coming out later this year. Nearly half of Cruise's 43 films have earned more than $100 million during their runs. His movies have generated more than $10.3 billion in ticket sales globally. And I think what's kind of interesting about all this is we kind of consider him a wackadoodle, all right? We kind of say, like, oh, when he goes on talk shows, he's, like, always smiling. Like, he's an interesting PR person. Not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to knock it either. Upcoming hurricane season. As we move into summer, it's expected to be the seventh consecutive above average year. I bring this up because if you believe in investment gods, you're probably praying to the investment gods for oil prices to go down. And this is going to be a bad one, they think. Now, if you're praying, this is what the prayer would sound like. Um, oh, investment gods, uh, we love thee. Please make the hurricanes skip the Gulf and go up the eastern border of Florida. Stay out of the oil rig country in the Gulf and go destroy high rises in Miami. Insurance will cover the high rises and the rebuilding will help the economy. Nothing helps the economy when we lose oil rigs. I know you're saying, okay, let me try to figure out what he just said. Okay, okay, okay. Everything's safe and protected on the East Coast. Uh, the buildings, some of them will get knocked down. There'll be some damage. There'll be some rebuilding. There'll be some flooding. There'll be some roads damaged. States and federal government will spend money to rebuild. When we do that, there's people who wear blue collar shirts and 
hard hats and they'll go to work and companies who cut down trees and they'll cut down trees and send them to the sawmill and companies like that, you know, produce copper. will use copper in our roads and our buildings. You get the idea versus hit the middle of the Gulf and watch oil go from $110 a barrel to $130 a barrel because hurricane Bertha and then hurricane Charlie. It's a weird way of thinking, but, um, I think I think that way. The massive gap between the rich and the poor with Americans costs the U.S. economy one three hundred billion every year. Top ten percent earners are the ones who have their income share grow since nineteen seventy nine. Income inequality has plagued the United States economy for nearly fifty years. Buying power, like I said, uh, I'm not stressed about uh, holiday party but we're seeing real evidence of people skipping holiday parties who are on the more blue collar spectrum of the pay the reason for weaker spending in the wealth gap has to do with an economic measure known as the marginal propensity to consume and that's what i'm talking about with labor day parties marginal propensity to consume it's mpc it's one of those economic stats that you wouldn't believe if you didn't hear it here on the show. So we got that going on out there. Gas prices are trippy right now. Trippy. Um, I had to stop at a convenience store gas station yesterday and I, I filled up just to see what the experience was like. I'm using the electric vehicle the wife is using electric vehicle. We're rarely using gas vehicles. So we've changed the way we consume. But I, I, I know where the cheapest gas is in my neighborhood. That's where I went. In California, they've got a, a formula, a recipe that they have to stick to. I would like to see the federal government this summer cut gasoline taxes. Again, the people who are on the margin of consumption, they're the ones hit highest with high gasoline. Not so much me, but even I have changed the way I handle driving. And if I had to drive to work, which I don't, I work largely out of my home still. Uh, it's nice. If I were driving a lot, I would definitely be in a loyalty program. Whether it be someone like a Kroger or a Safeway, I would definitely find a credit card that gives me the 3 to 5% off. Um, or three to five cents off per gallon. Uh, paying with cash is okay if the discount's more than you could get with a credit card. The price could be 10 to 15 cents more per gallon for credit cards. Because again, credit cards charge a one to 2% transaction cost. And the gas station pays for that. So people who pay with cash are subsidized to people who pay with credit cards. So the gas stations that truly only take debit cards or cash, they're very interesting experiments to me. Um, I'm not staying closer to home, but I understand people are. Twitter is jumping today after Elon Musk has up his commitment to take over for $33.5 billion. Talking about a mistake in timing. Uh, well, I guess you get some discount because we're already three or four months of the year, but the last month has been tough on tech stocks. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Need a referral to a financial planner? Find me online at Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. You can learn more about them at epwealth.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Memorial Day is right around the corner, start of the summer. Typically, it means less volume on Wall Street. I think in theory, we've all been waiting for a week vacation is the idea. Wall Street as well. If you live in New York City, the city becomes a little less crowded with people who live there and a little more crowded with tourists. And if you go to the Hamptons, you see all everyone from New York that you worked with during the year because they all head to the beach. It's a thing on the East Coast. And um, what's really interesting, if you've never been to the East Coast versus West Coast, and I've lived on both now, East Coast beaches are really crowded. West Coast beaches, not so much. But on the East Coast, if you look at like um, some of the popular beaches like Rehoboth, Dewey, Ocean City, Jersey Shore, you get out there like seven in the morning and there's barely any room to walk. Everyone's claimed a space. Um, It's pretty crazy. Like you can get lost walking the beach and trying to find your spot back again. Like, where did I go? I think I was next to a big guy who was hairy and oily. And you look over to your left and everyone's a big guy who's hairy and oily. I did see Bigfoot once on the Jersey Shore. True story. Little X-Files music playing in my head. Dollar Tree had solid earnings. Dollar General had solid earnings. Um, This is the positive of today. Macy's beat expectations. They reaffirmed guidance. Williams-Sonoma beat earnings and revenue. So if we go any, we've kind of missed a bullet or dodged a bullet so far. The consumer continues to consume. Um, Nothing else really big happening out there today, an oversold situation. You do have the end of May. And as we end up May, a lot of fund managers end at the start of the summer, they're readjusting their investment portfolios. The big negative news today, in my opinion, is that oil prices are still moving higher. That's not good. I keep reading reports on Russia running out of money and their gas storage is starting to get full because they're not sending it to Europe. And at some point they're going to go, okay, well, we can't store it anywhere else anymore. Maybe we should, you know, end this war and start selling, go, go back to making money. There's hopes on those levels, but it's if they do this, there's no finality to it. Musk knows that he's overpaying for Twitter. I think this is going to go down as just a messed up acquisition. I would not be surprised in the first month if Twitter announces they're moving their headquarters out of San Francisco and into Texas. I completely expect that. And yet at the same time, why is that? Easier state to do business in for sure, right? Musk is bidding $44 billion to, out, to buy out completely the platform. 
Uh, Elon's not a dumb guy. He is a bit eccentric. And at times, I think he says things out loud without thinking about them. I think he has a goofy sense of humor that he brings to business that he shouldn't. But it's going to be interesting to see how he changes or doesn't change Twitter. I would imagine the moment the deal closes, the C-suite, the corporate suite of Twitter will be negotiating buyouts. And you'll see a massive poop emoji of people leaving the company. It's already happened, but I think you're going to see it, it roll. Uh, this week, we saw Snap show us that advertisers are not being full on with social media this summer. And that's hitting Facebook. It's hitting Snap. It's hitting Instagram. It's hitting Etsy. You name it. on so fine. If it's social, it's hitting them. But it's also telling you that big corporations are, are leery to spend on advertising because they think a recession's coming. They want to save their dollars for figuring out how to market during a recession versus how to market during a rebound. Where do you fall? So we got a string of positive news from Retailers Day. We have an oversold situation. NVIDIA was down 10% last night and this morning in pre-market, but it's up today. So that's considered positive price action. The ability to bounce back from oversold to some people are buying on the dip. Southwest and JetBlue, both are increasing their second quarter revenue outlooks. That is considered positive in large part because when we travel, what do we do? We spend. Trying to help guide you through all this. If you're panicked, I don't think you should be right now. Um, I think you should brush up on what stagflation is so that you're comfortable when it hits. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I don't want to get too caught up in the day-to-day moves on Wall Street. You know, one thing, like, just I just want to be honest with you, the whole baby formula thing, I just don't understand. And I look at them like, do I want to spend five minutes to understand? I'm like, nope, I need to move on. At times, you're going to have to do that as an investor too. Um, Movie theaters are banking on summer blockbusters. Will you go? It sure looks like Americans are going back to the movie theater. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. I put up a big line, uh, big video the other day with me and Adam Phillips, EP Wealth Director of Portfolio Strategy. It takes a good 15, 20 minutes to get through. I highly endorse getting yourself educated so you know what's coming. Christmas is coming, for instance, and elections. Those are the next things we're going to have to worry about. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.